Okay. Morning, everyone. And very welcome to our old age family service. And uh, seeing just a few new faces. So we're very, very welcome this morning to enjoy our fellowship together and have a wee bit of fun with the children. Um, I have a couple of announcements just to make. Uh, this morning I officially make my second report to the congregation that the elders who have been proposed by yourselves to be elders and have agreed uh, to take on the position of elders are Karen Carty, Mary Morrison and John Honeyford. Uh, should any voter desire to make any objection to any of them, uh, he shall lodge or his or her objections with his or her reasons in writing with to myself within a week from this second announcement. So if, you, if you're objecting to them, if you have any comments to make, if you put them in writing to myself uh, this week. And then on Sunday the 10th of March, we will have a very short congregational meeting at the end of the service to elect those elders proposed. Okay, this evening we have Life Lounge with our special guest, Brian Gartland, and worship led by Waiting for Sufi. And um, anybody that's not used to that, Life Lounge is, is like a, it's like a little service which is chilled down and we sit, we have a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, and uh, we have a, a group that comes in that lead the worship and then on the sofa, then someone is interviewed and tonight it is Brian Gartland's turn. So we're looking forward to that and would appreciate any help after this service just for setting up uh, for Life Lounge. Next Friday, the 1st of March, is the World Day of Prayer service. It's being held in Grimsport Parish at 7 p.m. And I think the point of focus is Israel. Israel. Next Sunday morning will be the time of prayer before the service. It starts at 10 a.m. And it'll be held just in the prayer room or the old quiet room, as we used to call it, uh, on my left. Also in the evening at 7 p.m., the Arch Presbytery is holding a mission in Ireland in First uh, Ards Presbyterian Church. Well, you can see by the front that, uh, that our theme today is parables, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of the, the boys and girls' favorite storybooks uh, later on. But uh, let me just start with Matthew 13, 34 to 35. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Okay, let's pray a moment. Father, we just pray that today, Lord, that we might learn from you as well as have a bit of fun and enjoy the service. Uh, Lord, knowing you is about enjoying you. And Father, we pray, God, that you would be glorified in everything that is done and everything that is said in Jesus' name. Amen. So glad to say we have our, our youth band with us this morning, and uh, they're going to start by, by leading us in Yet Not I, but through Christ in me. So we'll, we'll stand for that. We'll stand for that. There's no more for heaven now. 
All right, guys, you want to come up and sit up here? Do you? Come on ahead. Going to be looking at your, yes, Daisy, going to be looking at your storybooks in a wee minute through the whole of the service. Okay. And I must say that was excellent. The worship team was excellent there. So just give them a wee round of applause and encourage them. That was so good. You've been practicing hard. Okay, guys, first of all, anybody know what a parable is? Big word, isn't it? Anybody know what a parable is? Parable is a story that often Jesus told stories, but in the story, there's a truth in the story, or maybe two truths in the story, to help you to remember. Now, parable is like, it's like a wee lunchbox. Now, that's a very small lunchbox, isn't it? You can, you can see I've got a very small appetite, can't you? <laughs> well, somebody once described a parable as a, like a little lunchbox that you can carry around with you because you can remember a story much better than if I was to stand up here and lecture you or teach you. You can actually remember a story. So the parable is like a little lunchbox that you can carry around in the back of your mind and you can, oh yes, I remember that truth that Jesus spoke to that about that parable. So a parable has been described as an earthly story, a story down on earth that we can all relate to, but with a heavenly meaning. So that's what a parable is. Now, I want to have a wee look at your, your favorite books. Now, I wasn't sure how to take this. You put your hand up, you got a book. I put the, hold the book up, let me see, let me see. Let me see, we've got the singing mermaid here. We've got, where's Betty? This is your, oh, dog man, good, good. The snail and the whale. Yes, what have we got? Mr. Stink, Ooh. There's Beowulf, and what's that one? Monkey needs to listen. And Seaside, you got Seaside, and the, my fairy tale book. Listen, I was wondering how we're going to do this because there's so many books. But what I'm going to do is your birth. Who had a birthday in February? Anybody have a birthday in February? You had a birthday in February? Well, then we'll read out a wee bit at the, fr- at the beginning of your book. Oh, it's today! Oh! Let's just sing happy birthday to him. Cooper. <laughs> sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Cooper. Happy birthday to you. Got a lovely sash and all. Well, I'm going to read from a wee bit of Mr. Stink. Do you know what I love? I love the first page in a book because it sets your imagination, sparks your imagination off, doesn't it? Listen to this. This is called Scratch and Sniff. Mr. Stink Stank. He also stunk. And if it is correct English to say he stinked, then he stinked as well. He was the stinkiest stinky stinker who ever lived. A stink is the worst type of smell. A stink is worse than a stench. And a stench is worse than a pong. And a pong is worse than a whiff. And a whiff can be enough to make your nose wrinkle. It wasn't Mr. Stink's fault that he stank. He was a tramp after all. He didn't have a home. And so we never had the opportunity to have a proper wash like you and me. Did you wash this morning? Yes. Yes, you did. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I'm going to tell you now, we're going to hear a wee bit more from you later on, but I'm going to tell you now a story. Now, you can see that I'm a builder, can't you? I've built a lot of houses around Baloo and everywhere. I'm a good builder. I like to punch things and stick things in the wall and all that sort of thing. But I had two men came to me last week and they said to me, they said, teach us how to build a house. And so I spent a lot of time with them, teaching them what to do. And then they decided to go away and build the house by themselves. Now, I need two volunteers. Two volunteers. Now, <laughs> okay, you come. And I'll have, a wee, I'll have a girl. Yes, you come too. Yep. Charlotte. Okay, now, the thing is, I told these two, these two people, now you must have a good foundation when you're building a house. Otherwise, what happens? If you don't have a good foundation, what happens to the house? It starts to sink, doesn't it? It goes down, down, down. So, over here, we've got Mr. Phil. All right? And he's the man. He just loves um, to do everything very, very quickly, very instantly, okay? He, he likes sand. He loves the beach. See the sand? That's real sand, you know. <laughs> he loves the beach. And so he wanted to build his house on sand, even though I told him, whatever you do, don't build your house on sand because it will sink. But he, he, he went away and he, oh, I love the beach. I love Ballyhome Beach. I love the sand between my toes. I love it all. So he went away and he built this house on sand. Now, hold on. I think you might need this. <laughs> you hold that. Because I've heard on the weather forecast there's a storm coming. And I feel sorry for you because you've built your house on the sand. Okay, now, <laughs> this, this lady, she went away. She did the wise thing. She decided to build her house using rocks. And the foundation was rocks, just like I told her. Now, it takes a long time to dig for rocks. It takes a lot longer. But this girl, was, she was, she had, she's a family. And she didn't want her house sinking or falling over. So she did the right thing. It took her a lot longer, but she built her house on rock. Now, I've got a wee hat for you. There you go. There you go. And it says genius on it. See that? Right, there we go. So here's the foolish one. Here's the genius. Here's the wise one. Now, this is what I need you to help me with. Because I've heard there's a storm coming. So I'm going to say, and the rain came down, and the floods came up, and the rain came down. Can you help me say that? Do you want to do that with your hands? The rain came down, and we'll listen for a storm. And the floods came up, and the rain came down, and the floods came up, and the rain came down, and the floods came up, and the rain came down. Hear you the storm. Let's die the floods. Here. You started the storm. 
I can give you a remote control because you can watch the television. You're safe, safe from the storm. But you need to be careful. Okay, you need to be careful because, it, oh, here comes the rain. Here comes the rain. Here. Who wants another umbrella? <laughs> All right, right. That means I can squirt you then. Okay, here comes the rain. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Do you feel it? And do you know what? You know what? We can wave bye-bye to Mr. Fool as he is swept out to sea on Ballyhome Beach and his house comes crashing down, crashing down. But here, this Mr. Wise, he's built his house, or she's built her house on the stones and she is safe. You know what? That's a wee parable. That's a story. But there's something very important. Remember, I was saying a parable is like an earthly story with a heavenly message, something with Jesus puts a truth in it. And what he was saying was the man who built his house on the rock, both of them listened to the builder, both of them listened to Jesus. Okay, one ignored his advice, and one decided, I'm going to take his advice. So when we read the Word of God and we listen to Jesus, it's important not just to hear it, but to obey it. And here's a wee fact for you. See, in the Old Testament, the language is Hebrew. And do you know, the same word is used for hear and obey. It's the exact same word that's used because back in the Old Testament, it was ridiculous. If you heard from God and you didn't obey him, so the same word in Hebrew is hear and obey. Okay, so we're going to sing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Give them a round of applause there. Really good. Really, really good. Okay, and we're going to sing um, Great is the Lord. Please stand. Bring light to 
your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Bit louder. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Even louder. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise And now, boys and girls, get ready to show me your books again. We're going to have an offering first, so we're going to just uh, lift the offering.
Father, we thank you for all your goodness to us, for all your blessings to us, even the sunshine this morning, Lord, uh, that lifts our hearts and our health and our strength. Lord, we want to worship you. We want to glorify you. We're having some fun this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're the instigator of humor, that God, that you love us to enjoy life and especially to enjoy you. And we give our praise to you this morning and we give our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, now, who has a birthday in March? Anybody got a birthday in March? Anybody got a birthday in April? What about January? We coming around there? April, April. We got an April birthday. Great. Have you got a wee book there with you? No. Do you, do you want to point? You point to somebody's book that you would like to hear a wee bit from. Amelia. Oh, great! It looks brilliant. Oh, it is so colourful. This one. The monkey needs to listen. Hey, that's what I'm telling my congregation every week. No. Anyway, listen, listen, a couple of pages here, right? Mr. Croc, look, it shows you him, look, look at his big nose. Mr. Croc was very busy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he was in the shed at Jungle School, and he was trying to think of some good ideas, scratching his head for the after-school club. Mr. Croc was in charge of the after-school club. He liked to think of interesting, that's a big word, interesting and exciting things for everyone to do. He found some old wheels and some wood. The wheels and the wood gave him a good idea. He went to tell everyone about it. Mr. Croc told everyone to sit still and to listen. Everyone sat still and listened carefully. Did you see them all sitting there listening? But Monkey did not sit still and he did not listen. Mr. Croc told everyone his good idea. He told them they were going to work in teams. And he said each team was going to build a go-kart out of the wood and the wheels. He said that when the go-karts were finished, they would race them round the swamp. That sounds so good, doesn't it? Isn't that a good book? Remember that one if you want to buy that one. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I have another little parable to tell you that Jesus spoke of. Jesus spoke of a woman. Now, you have to use your imagination for this. He spoke of a woman in a house, and she had... Ten silver coins, at least she thought she had. Now, I want you to help me to count these. Here are silver coins. Here are my silver coins. Yes, count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine, only nine coins. I had 10 coins. And she was so stressed. She was so worried. And she started to just search the, search the house. She started sweeping the house. Move for a minute, sweep you. 
Move here, shift off there. Aye. And she searched and she searched. And in behind, let me search. Oh, and she couldn't find her silver coin. And, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, she found it behind this wee boy's ear. There you go. See that? And she was so excited. I found my silver coin. Yay. And she sent out invitations to her family and her friends. Come on over for a party because I have now got 10 silver coins. And I'm so happy. Now, what's the truth in that parable? Well, Jesus said that whenever someone, whether it's boy or girl, mum or dad, whoever, turns away from things that are wrong and turns to God, heaven has a party. So when I was 14 and I turned away from what I knew was wrong and turned to Jesus as my Savior and give him my life, there was a party in heaven. Hey, Mark was lost, but now he's found. And they have a party. That's what Jesus said. Now, it wouldn't be much fun if you didn't get a coin. Sure it wouldn't. No, sure it wouldn't. So around the church, there are coins sitting in different places. And you can go and pick a chocolate coin. Go and see if you can find them. Down the side and up here, there's some as well. Do you see any? Can you find any? Oh, yes, you found one. They may not be silver, by the way, they're colored ones. Uh, good. Oh, great. So you can keep the coin that you find. There's quite a few about. And Mums and dads, grannies and grandas, I know you have been on them up on the windowsill during the service. If you want to take one, feel free if you have to see one. You find one. Good girl, good girl. So we're at a party and excitement. Okay, so that's, that's another parable that Jesus told. Now, we're going we're gonna to sing, My Jesus, I Love You. Now, this is, now, you might think some of the old hymns are real boring. You might think some of the tunes are real boring. But some of the tunes have lovely, lovely words. And whenever we talk about worshiping God, we're talking about surrounding God with our love as he surrounds us with his love. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Okay, so we're going to sing My Jesus, I Love Thee, which is a beautiful hymn. Okay.
Okay, I've got one other story. Anybody got a birthday in May? No. May? June? No, no. July? No. June or July, Dizzy? July. July. What's your book? <coughs> oh, where's your book? Oh, love the singing mermaid. Oh, that is beautiful. The singing mermaid. Can you sing, Daisy? Can you? Good girl. Good girl. That is beautiful. Oh, look at Daisy's book. It's so colorful, isn't it? Look how colorful that is. Did you ever go to Silverlands on a sunny summer's day? Then perhaps you saw the mermaid who sang in the deep blue bay. She sang to the fish in the ocean, to the haddock, the hake, and the ling. And they flashed their scales and swished their tails to hear the mermaid swing, sing. Do you see her swishing her tail? Look at that. Look, look, oh. Oh, and sometimes the singing mermaid, which is Daisy, swam to the silvery shore. She sat and combed her golden hair. And then she sang some more. She sang to the cockles and the mussels. She sang to the birds on the wing. And the seashells clapped and the seagulls flapped to hear the mermaids sing. Well, we'll do one more page. Yeah. We'll do another one. Okay. No, more, more. One more. When Sam Sly Circus came to town, Sam took a stroll by the sea. Do you see Sam there walking by the beach? Yeah. I hope he didn't build his house on the sand. But he, heard, he heard the mermaids singing and he rubbed his hands with glee. He said, I can make you famous. I can make you rich, he said. You shall swim in a pool of marble and sleep on a fine feather bed. Oh, that sounds very nice. You shall sing for the lords and the ladies. You shall sing for the queen and the king. And young and old will pay good gold to hear the mermaids sing. That is a beautiful book, The Singing Mermaid. Excellent, excellent. So I want to... I want to do something else. There's one more parable here that I want to do for you. Now, my name is Farmer Joe. Farmer Joe, yes. And just to prove that I'm a farmer, I will show you what I farm. This is my favorite cow. Do you know what her name is? Daisy. Daisy, say hello to Daisy. Yes, I'm a farmer. Yeah, I, yes, it's a cow. I have two sons, and one of my sons came to me, the youngest one, and he said to me, Dad, give me what I'm due. In other words, Dad, I don't want to wait till you die. I don't want to wait till you snuff it. I want the money that you're going to give me. I want it now. And the father was very, very tender and caring. And he said, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to sell half of my land so that I can give you that money. Give me two weeks. He says, right, I'll give you two weeks. So he sold a part of land and he gave the money over to the son. 
And his dad was so worried because the son, do you know what the son did? The son headed off to a completely different land. Completely different. And he, trying to look more modern, this is the most modern quote I could find of my own. <laughs> so he, off he went. Off he went to the big city in a foreign land. And he was singing, money, 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 must be funny. And he had all this money. You love that song? Do you want me to sing it again? Money, 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 must be funny in a rich man's world. Well, then he started. He started to party every night. Started to go out every night of the week, right? And he was dancing and singing. You know, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Staying alive. Okay, congregation, staying alive. Staying alive. Staying alive. Staying alive. So, oh, he had loads of friends because they all wanted his money. But by the end, he had no money left. And his friends left him. And you know what? A famine hit the land. Who knows what a famine is? Yes? Um, it's where there's like no um, food crops. Exactly. Well done. There's no food or crops for a long time. And he started getting really, really hungry. So hungry. And he had no money. And the only job he could find was feeding pigs in a farm, another farm. So he started feeding the pigs. He started feeding the pigs. And he was feeding them, and he was so hungry. And he looked at the food that he was giving to the pigs, and he thought, that's better than the food that I'm eating. And he looked, and he thought, hold on a minute. He came to his senses. And he said, my father at home, back at home, look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> my father at home, his hard servants, the guys who work for him, live in nice dorms, nice warm beds. They get food every day. What on earth am I doing? Feeding pigs and starving. So he decided from there on, he was going to head back home, and it was a far, far land. So he had to go back to Israel. So he started walking, and he was walking and walking. And eventually, now the father, he, he was always worried about his son. Always worried about his son. Every single day after he had his breakfast, he'd go and he'd look down the lane. He'd get his telescope and he'd check the lane every day to see if his son was coming back. And one day, he looked down and he thought, no, it can't be. That looks like my son, the way he walks, that funny hat that he wears. I think that could be my son. And he starts to get really excited, really, really excited. And he starts to run down the road after, and, and, and he grabs his son 
and he, he kisses him and he hugs him. And the son's busy saying, Father, I have sinned against heaven. I've sinned against earth. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just let me work with your hard servants. I'm happy with that. All I want something to eat. And the father said, go and get, go and get my best robe and go and get the ring and put it on his finger. And the father calf, sorry Daisy, but you're for the barbecue tonight. <laughs> the father calf is going to be, we're going to have a party. So do you remember I said there were two sons, but well, this other son, he was a bit of a misery guts. And he was standing away from the farm. And there was a servant there. He was out working in the fields. And a servant, and he says, come here, come here. Come here. What's all the, what's all the, the party about? What's all the noise about? And the servant said, well, it's your brother. He's come back. He's actually come back. And he's alive. And your dad's celebrating. And he's killed the fatted calf. And the elder brother was, don't like that at all. Nah. And he wouldn't go into the party. He was, what you'd say, huffing. Does your mum ever say, stop huffing? Does she? Well, he was huffing. He wouldn't go in. So the father came out and says, why, why are you not coming into the party, son? And he said, listen, all these years I have worked on the farm. I have looked after the farm. I have kept us well in the farm. And not one of those years have you ever said to me, here, here's a goat, go and have a barbecue. And the father was really sad. And the father said, you know, son, everything that I have is yours. It's all yours. But it's only right that we celebrate because your brother, my son, he was dead, dead to us, but he's alive again. He was lost, but is fine. And you know what? Jesus stops the parable there. He stops it there because he wants us to decide what happens. I hope that the son, the older son, goes back in to the father. But Jesus lets us decide. Now, are you listening? Good. Now, the, the, the truth in that that Jesus is trying to put through, and I want you to remember this, because there are times in our lives when we wander away from God. Aren't there? There's times in my life when I've wandered away from God. But the truth in that parable is that no matter how far you wander, it could be in an old different country, but how far you wander away from God, God will, as the Father, will always accept you back will always forgive you, will always put his arms around you and be kissing you and great to see you. And that's the first lesson. And the second truth in that is, you know old Misery Guts, the other son? Yeah. He had done everything that seemed to be right, hadn't he? He had looked after his father all those years. He had kept the farm all those years. He had worked hard all those years. But the one thing which we might think is just a very small sin, but his sin was pride. He thought he was great. And that's what was keeping him from going back to the Father, going back. So even what we call a small sin and a big sin, any sin keeps us from the Father. But once we ask for forgiveness, 
the Father hugs us and forgives us and loves us all the time. Loves us when we sin, loves us when we do good. He just wants us to be his children and to come back again. You have done really well. Do you want one more book? <laughs> I have to do, I have to be fair now. I have to be fair. Where did we get to? We got to July. Yeah. Oh, Isabel, your birthday's July as well. Come on, bring me your book. Yay, great. We'll do one more book. What's this? That's her dog. Oh, that's your dog? Where's Betty? And you called your dog Betty, did you? Oh, that is brilliant. Oh, God, she's lovely. She we cockapoo, is it? Yeah. Oh, is she? Oh, that's great. Now, here's, where's Betty? Dogs often get lost, don't they? That's quite an appropriate story, isn't it? Betty has been chased out of town by the paw parazzi and needs your help. Follow the runaway's adventure and keep your eyes peeled as you search for Betty and all the friends this popular pooch makes around town. It's a rough world out there, so who knows what kind of weird and wonderful things Betty will sniff out along the way. Oh, and there's what to fetch in every scene. So there are all those things, and you have to try and find them, do you? Yeah. Oh, you have to find all of those things. There's an awful lot of them. I know where Betty is. Do you know where Betty is? Where is it? Um, oh, goodness, you have to find. Yeah. That's a bit like where's Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Oh, it's brilliant. Goodness, I, oh, goodness, that's very hard to find. Yeah. So small. That is excellent. There's wee, there's wee Betty there. Everybody see wee Betty? There, see, so tiny. Yes, wee Betty. There she is. See? At the, at the table. Well, we still haven't okay. found things. Still haven't found what things? Tell you what, I have something here for everyone. This is a wee book. It's about the first parable we did. It's called The House That Went Splat. The House That Went Splat. Here, would you, here, one for everyone. Yeah, that would be great. And if there's any children in the congregation haven't come up, please give them one. That is excellent. Thank you. Where's Daisy? Where is she? Well, she's underneath. Daisy, I think it's only right that you have Daisy. There you go. <laughs> okay, and this is Porky. I don't think there's anybody called Porky. <laughs> okay, now we're going to finish. We're going to finish with uh, Heart of Worship. Okay, Heart of Worship. Thank you, thank you. If there's anybody doesn't hasn't got one, please pick one up. Yeah. Okay, so heart of worship.
and I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry Lord for the thing I've made it when it's all about you it's all about you Jesus King of endless worth no one could express how much you deserve and poor all I have is yours every single breath I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper It's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, because it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. Cause it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Charlotte, can I take that wee pig as a wee baby up on the balcony I want to get it to?